Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast and become a Coast Insider to hear the rest of this fascinating conversation and check out recent shows featuring guests sharing stories about growing up in a haunted house that was possessed by an evil presence, a nightmarish encounter with a UFO in the dead of night, and the financial horror stories from those who won the lottery and lived to regret it. Head on over to coasttocoastam.com and sign up for Coast Insider to hear these programs and many more truly thought-provoking shows from coast to coast. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you along with our special guest, John D'Souza, today as we talk about extraterrestrials and the paranormal. And, of course, his work when he was uh, with the FBI manning the paranormal desk. John, what would you say the majority of the cases that came across that desk were? Were they UFO-related primarily? Definitely UFO, alien technology-related and related to uh, alien visitors in one form or another, or what people believed may have been these areas. And when I say people, I mean, uh, I mean sheriffs and police chiefs and people who were in charge of jurisdictions, and they came across cases that they just didn't know what to do with and didn't know who to turn to. And so they would just put in a form, a police cooperation form request, uh, to the FBI saying, do you have any subject matter experts that could work uh, or give us an opinion, a consultation on something like this? And that was just me. That was just me and my partner. And uh, we were the ones who would basically deal with that sort of thing. Now, what is partial disclosure, fake disclosure? Uh, partial disclosure and fake disclosure are the same thing. Uh, actual disclosure is what people imagine when the government or any governments finally say, okay, you got us, uh, we've known about uh, aliens and UFOs all along, here's the inside scoop on what's really happening. And I believe that's never going to happen because it would admit guilt on the part of many actors on withholding a lot of information and technologies that could have saved many lives since 1947. Uh, and I, I just don't believe the government, the national governments have an, this inside information on anything the alien visitors or UFOs are doing. So they cannot produce true disclosure. What they do produce sometimes, and what we see at times, is fake or partial disclosure, which are almost the same thing. They'll use uh, semi-private organizations or private individuals as a front in order to appear to release UFO data and alien visitor data. And wherever you see these government actors or these semi-governmental actors. False flags. Yeah, yeah, you'll see false flags, and you'll see fake or partial disclosure. And partial disclosure is basically, okay, here's this, uh, here's this genuine, authentic video of a UFO, and we're going to show it to you, we're going to release it through the Pentagon, and here it is. Let's show it to everybody. And then there's no... There's no follow-up. There's no, okay, we know this is alien because here's the, here's the documentation. Here's how we know that this is alien. Here's, and here's what the alien uptake on this is. In other words, there's no completion of the disclosure. It's a partial disclosure where they would just show you the video and say this is alien technology, as far as, but there's no backup to it. There's, there's no follow-up um, government because... If this was really a governmental issuance 
files, then they would have the follow-up to it. They would say, and here's what the aliens uh, said about this. Here's the feedback we got on this vehicle. And we're going to let you know. That would be full disclosure. That would be real disclosure. But we haven't seen that. Why not, John? Why not? Because I don't believe they have it. I don't believe any governments have it. The only ones who have that, actually, uh, like, for instance, like my friend Laura Eisenhower, for instance, would say, I believe the only ones who have real disclosure are the elite powers in control, also known uh, as the cabal, the the fake government, the system of dominance. Mm -hmm. It's over the nations. The system of dominance that in 1947 sent out the orders to all the nations that UFOs have to be kept covered up, secret, and anything real about alien visitors must be kept secret at all costs. What were they afraid of, John? They are afraid of liberation. They're afraid of the citizens getting a hold of alien technology, of uh, free energy, the same thing they were afraid of with Tesla. Uh, They're trying to make sure that we do not get a hold of technologies that could change their system of dominance over us. That's what they're afraid of. How long do you think we have known about the existence of UFOs and their presence on this planet? It's got to be way before 1947. I'm sure sure it was. Uh, I'm sure it was far before. I mean, if you look at... uh, even as I, as I write in my books, if you even look at some of the records uh, during the time of Alexander uh, in Mas- of Macedonia, when he was uh, taking over various kingdoms, they had the incidences of the shining shields, uh, the shining shields in the sky, which whenever Alexander was taking over another city that was fortified, uh, these shining shields would show up out of the sky and would start shooting rays raise at the cities that he was trying to, and knocking down their walls uh, so that his troops could advance, and he wouldn't, he wouldn't understand or know what these things were or why they were there, but he certainly took advantage of what they did in order to conquer more cities, and that's a matter of historical record. So these things, these issues go back into antiquity. Of course they do. But, you know, in the modern era, of course, it all started in 1947, uh, when we uh, in, when we really became aware and actually had the modern well what we think is the modern machinery to actually uh, go after UFOs, uh, which turned out pretty badly for us in 1952 over Washington D.C. There's one individual out there in the field of ufology, John, who doesn't believe that visitations are very friendly at all, and that's uh, Dr. David Jacobs who believes that these visitations uh, have a tone of evil to it, uh, not benevolent at all. What do you think of that? I, I love Dr. J. David Jacobs' work uh, because uh, although I, have a, I usually have a great disdain for scientists, he is actually a true investigator. He's a great he follows one, yeah. The data follows, he truly follows the data wherever it would lead. And he is, he is not afraid to leave behind material conclusions and go into the paranormal as a conclusion. Uh, so, yes, uh, David Jacobs' work is tremendous, tremendously important. And I actually, I actually find his stuff uh, very uh, 
important. And of course, and of course, he's he's right that uh, there are malevolent alien intentions, and because we can see it in the cases, you just have to examine the cases. Uh, however, I would I would uh, disagree with his work in one aspect because I've in the many many cases that I have reviewed and investigated and seen. Uh, I see cases of benevolence as well. I see alien visitors who have actually come and healed people's diseases, their conditions, their their uh, have have given them gifts and abilities that they didn't have before as well. Uh, so I've seen I've seen both. I've yeah. seen the types of cases that David Jacobs talks about, where it's just there's just like a pure malevolence, mm-hmm. like what happened to Betty and Barney Hill when they were abducted. Uh, just a malevolence where it's just uncaring, unfeeling uh, abduction and where they were treated in a very, very evil manner. And yeah, there's a lot of cases like that, absolutely. Could we say, John, the E.T. presence basically echoes this planet in that we've got great people, we've got some lousy people on this planet, we've got uh, benevolent people, we have hateful people. Yeah, I think that would be accurate uh, because the the cases uh, show both clearly they show benevolence and they show malevolence too and but what's really amazing is how the cases keep increasing in number in volume in scale they just keep on increasing and they just don't taper off they don't level off or taper off abductions keep increasing uh, and abductions that we can that we can maybe not firmly put on alien abduction but that could possibly have connections to alien abductions because if you look at FBI statistics in the United States, we have an average of about 33,000 disappearances of human beings uh, per year. Yeah, they're just gone, vanished, poof. Yes, people who are just gone, vanished without a trace. And we're not talking about, um, we're not talking about deaths or any sign of any clues or violence left behind, nothing, just just gone, just disappeared. That's an enormous number, thirty-three to 35,000 per year in the United States. And it might even be higher. Who knows, huh? Yes, yes. And it could be higher. And it is higher in other nations as well, nations that don't keep the kind of statistics that we keep. And so this is just, it's just not explainable on a physical level. Can you imagine what it's like for a family, John, the, the, you know, the, the, the mother, the father, to leave for the day, they come back, and, uh, you know, they're in their home, and they're going, where's mom? Where's dad? And they just never show up. They're gone. Yeah. No explanation. Nothing. Well, it's even worse when the, uh, the parents, the relatives, the, the, uh, the, uh, the child of these people are actually with the person who just goes around a corner, just goes around a corner, and suddenly they hear no more noise from the person or the child. They hear no more noise. And Are they like beamed aboard or, or something? That's, that's the sort of thing it looks like because they, it, we have, for instance, we have a case in the, in the National Park, of course, where a three-year-old uh, simply was, both parents were watching the child, and then the child just runs around a tree, around a pretty broad tree, and runs around the tree, and suddenly the, they don't hear noises from the child. They both move, look at each other. They both move forward. To where the tree was, and they see the footprints are gone, and the child is gone. There's Jeez! No... Oh my and... God! And they have to live with this forever. 
Exactly. And now you multiply that by many thousands. That's the sort of thing that we're dealing with, trying to explain on, on a national scale. And it just doesn't work on the purely material level. Were you able to pinpoint where these ETs are coming from, or are they coming from all over the universe? Oh, that's, a, that's an excellent question, George, because I have an answer for that one. Uh, and I would ask people that, because when I first started my FBI career, I feel that that question was answered. And it's one of the things that led me to write my book, The Extra Dimensionals. Uh-huh. And here's where it was answered. It was answered in the smoking gun document, where people can look at this document and they can actually just go to vault.fbi.gov. They go to that site and then there's this big old tab that says, uh, that says unexplained phenomena. And they just press that button. They press that button and then that opens up uh, extrasensory perception cases. That opens up cattle mutilation investigations. That opens up uh, UFOs. And you press on the button that says UFOs. And then that opens up a lot of groups of documents, many, many groups of documents, because this is going back 100 years in FBI history. Right. And you just open up and go to group number one, UFO documents, and then you press on that, and then you go to page 22. And on page 22 is what I call the smoking gun document. It is a document that has hardly any strikeouts. It's just a one-page memorandum. It says it's titled a Memorandum of Importance. That is a document that is from an FBI agent who said he had an informant, and that informant was super normal. If you want to see the document, you can also in my book, The Extra Dimensionals. I actually show the document also. And you just go to that on page 22. You can download this, too, for free. This, these, all these documents can be downloaded. They're the repository of all uh, declassified uh, cases and investigations in the FBI, declassified from going back 100 years. And so once you're looking at this document, you'll see that this FBI agent actually says he has an informant, and he says, my informant is super normal, I'm, which is an old-timey word for supernatural or, or paranormal. Or, or ET, necessarily? Yes. Okay. In this case, well, because of the context, it looks very much like he's saying his informant is an ET. Wow. And then he goes on to say, uh, and I have to put out this, this document to all my fellow scientists, because apparently he's a scientist also. And he says, I'm putting it out to my fellow scientists, but because of who my informant is, scientists probably won't believe it, but I still have to put this out because it's the truth. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.